Good evening. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. God the Father, who is the Creator, God the Son, who is the Word, and God the Holy Spirit, which was hovering over the surface of the waters, have all been since the beginning. In the fullness of time, there were prophets who spoke on behalf of God about the Word that was to come. They had great hope. Then there were the shepherds who lived with sheep for months and years on end and saw great wonders. One of these shepherds was David, the son of Jesse, who became the great king of Israel. They looked forward to great peace. And there was a woman named Mary to whom an angel brought the message that she would bring forth the Savior of the world. She had great joy. There was a man named John who would speak in the wilderness about the soon-to-be arrival of a descendant of David, a Savior who would save the people of the world from sin and darkness. He had great faith. And so all creation waited in that fullness of time, the word that the word may arise from God. Good evening. As we come together this Christmas Eve, we're surrounded by friends and family. We're here for different reasons, because we're all different people. And we're reminded that this is a different evening. For You know, some of us are here in person, but there are other people who are worshiping with us on Facebook tonight. Now, some of you have been coming here every Christmas Eve for the last 10, 20, 40, 50 years. You look forward to the candles, the music, the red and green decorations, to sharing this evening with the people you love during the rest of the year. Thank you for your passion for God. And some of you have come here this evening because you're struggling 
this may not have been a good year for you. Yet you know that this is a place where struggles are put into perspective. This is the building where people remind you of what is important in life. This is the place where your tears are dried and your life is put back together. May God give you joy this evening. And some of you are pretty new to this building, yet you know the Lord Jesus well. You may have traveled a long distance to arrive here like Mary and Joseph traveling to Bethlehem, or you may have simply taken a walk or a short drive to get here like the shepherds who listened to the angels and went to find that infant in the manger. You're most welcome here tonight in this branch of the great worldwide fellowship of believers. And some people, you may have come here reluctantly, coming into a building in which you feel uncomfortable, sitting with a group of people you don't know very well, listening to lessons you aren't familiar with. To you I say, welcome, we're glad you're here. Not so many years ago I was just like you. Because for much of my life I did not believe in God. And I thought the people of God were mistaken. Well, relax. You're among friends and people who love you. Tonight we're going to pray and we're going to sing and we're going to listen to lessons. The format for this service comes to us from Oxford University in England where the founders of the Methodist Church, John and Charles Wesley, started their ministry. It's a service for thoughtful people and it's a beautiful service. We'll have nine lessons tonight and after each lesson we'll take a moment of silence to ponder the lesson and then we'll sing a different carol. Please stand as you're able for our opening prayer. Holy God, creator of heaven and earth, we stand before you this evening in a timeless place. Give us your patience and your peace. Hold time still for us this evening as we seek your peace, your wisdom, and an understanding of your love for us. Help us to clear our minds of the world's business. All those things that we have to do, all those things that we worry about in our lives, for now, guide us to simply focus upon you and your son and the tremendous love you showed us so many years ago when your son came to earth, shedding most of his godly power and trusting that there was a loving girl and a loving man who would raise him and protect him as he grew. When we grow our faith in you, let us understand the faith that you had in them and the faith that you have in us. Help our ears to listen, our minds to understand, and our hearts to see your message this evening. Fill us with your Holy Spirit that our lives may be transformed by your word tonight. And have a new beginning. Amen. Well, let's begin by singing, O come, all ye faithful. Oh. 
Lesson 1. Hundreds of years before the first Christmas, a man named Isaiah talked with God. Isaiah spoke to the people of Israel that great things would happen one day. Isaiah told the people what God said. Isaiah 40, 1 through 5. Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended and her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all of her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill Bought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Let's stand for the congregation's song, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. second lesson. Isaiah continued to speak of the future as he heard from God about a descendant of Jesse, the great King David's father. Who would this glorious descendant be? Isaiah 11, verses 1 through 5. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, 
and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. And Isaiah also said in the 14th verse, Therefore, The Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. We have our hymn number three here, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Matthew wrote down what happened as God acted in the lives of two ordinary people hundreds of years after Isaiah. Matthew 1, 18-23 Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, 
for that which was conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. We're going to do the song, What Child Is This? Page 219, but you're not going to be able to see it. It's on the screen.
Our fourth lesson, uh, the Apostle Paul's friend Luke talked with Mary and the disciples and wrote an orderly account of all that happened, setting the events for us in a historical time and space. And uh, the scripture from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census uh, first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Our next hymn is Away in the Manger there. Number five. Once again, we look at the prophecies of Isaiah to find out more about this child to arrive in the land. Prophecies written so long before the actual events, telling us who Jesus would be. Isaiah 9, 2 and 6 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, 
and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it in the judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Let's sing, Good Christians, Friends, Rejoice. sixth lesson. The first to find out where not the great or the rich or the powerful, but the poorest of the poor. Homeless men who struggle to survive with the lowliest of jobs. Our scripture comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be for all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe uh, wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Our next uh, hymn is Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Oh, Lord. 
seventh lesson. The rough shepherds, shepherds were stunned by the angel, but not for long, for they were practical men used to verifying what they were told. Luke 2, 15 through 20. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has been has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard as it was told them. Sing Beautiful Star Bethlehem.
Our eighth lesson. While Jesus ministered to the people on earth, one disciple considered himself to be Jesus' best friend. That man was the disciple John. About 60 years later, after all the other disciples had been killed for telling the world that Jesus was the true Son of God, John wrote these words about Jesus, calling Jesus the Word and the Light. They're in John 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. Without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Our next hymn is He is Born.
the ninth lesson. Once again, it's Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve 2023. Once again, the darkness of winter, disease, and death are with us. COVID is diminished, but flu and RSV are back stronger than ever. Other illnesses tuck at our families. In the Ukraine, millions of people suffer tonight, suffer in the cold without fuel or power. And in China, COVID is infecting uncounted millions of people. The darkness of the world is still here. Tonight, over the past three years, we have lost loved ones, family, friend, neighbors. In our minds, I, they are here beside us, as in years past. But we must remember that they are with Jesus, enjoying a Christmas in a bright and shiny land. We are the ones here in the darkness. We have other loved ones who are suffering from COVID, from other diseases, from injuries, from loneliness, from poverty. Most cannot be here tonight with us, but also are also with us in our prayers as we shine lights upon the sufferings in the hope that God will see them. But there are also millions of people around the world who have no hope. For they do not know Jesus. They do not have the Holy Spirit. They have not ever bowed their heads to the creator of the universe. Many live in poverty. Many are struggling for food and shelter. Many will die in this next year. Tonight, we will ask for God, the Father, to make Jesus the Son known to them. But here, here we have hope. For we have seen the light of Jesus. Here in this place, we will see the candles burning in joy. Here we have heard the story of how the babe came to be born in Bethlehem. And we have heard how the babe was the true light that gives light to everyone coming into the world. We have heard how the word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. And we know the story of how he grew and taught us and then showed us what true love means. Giving up his life for each one of us unjustly being executed in the crime of claiming to be God on the earth, unjustly because he was God upon the earth, the Messiah, the Christ, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And now, and we know that he rose from the dead and promised to return. He promised to return to his glory. He promised that all who choose to follow him will have eternal life, which is his give As the Son of God, the Word of God through whom all things are made. And this gives us hope for a beautiful future. And we remember all this that happened 2,000 years ago because over 500 people saw Jesus alive after his execution on the cross. In a few moments, we will share Holy Communion. Remember that Jesus had done for each of us. And so I ask you tonight, what does this mean? What does this mean to you and me? If Jesus was truly God, then this important fact would roll your world, for God has come to Bethlehem and he has spoken to us about what he wants us to do. For if Jesus was God, then everything he said was so extraordinary important. For God has come to Bethlehem, and he has spoken to us about what he wants us to do. If Jesus was God, 
then his words holds the key of eternal life and how to live an abundant life today. For God has come to Bethlehem and he has spoken to us about what he wants us to do and say and who will gain eternal life. If Jesus was God, then something should change in our lives. For God has come to Bethlehem and he has spoke to us about what he wants us to do and to say and to gain eternal life. What did Jesus teach? Contrary to what most people think today, Jesus did not teach a system of do's and don'ts, a strict moral law. Contrary to what most people think, Jesus did not make huge pronouncements about science and evolution. Contrary to what most people think, Jesus did not give a huge list of requirements about what is meant to be good and how to be good enough for heaven. No, Jesus' main teaching was this. Everybody disobeys God. Everybody sins. Everyone makes mistakes in their lives. But God is a God of many chances. God wants to have a close relationship with each of us, like a good father wants to have a relationship with a wayward son or daughter. And like most good fathers, there are terms our fathers give us to allow us to come home to him. God's terms are these. First, will you apologize and ask for forgiveness? Will you ask God to forgive you for the times you disobeyed him, the times you have hurt others, the times you've hurt yourself, Will you ask God to forgive you for the times that you've turned your back on him, trying to believe that he doesn't exist or doesn't care? Will you ask for his forgiveness? For God said that, for Jesus said that God will forgive us for all of our wrongdoings, or will we just ask? Next, will we follow the example and leading of God's Son, Jesus Christ? Will we practice being kind to people and treating even your enemies as you'd like to be treated? Will you forget your pride that leads to trouble and instead recognize other people were also created as images of God, valuable portraits of God, just as you were? Will you recognize their value and your value? Making mistakes along the way, will, but will you try? Will you try to follow Jesus? And third, most importantly, Will you try to learn that God desires of you and follow that God desire out of the dead-end darkness you are in? In the full, abundant, joyful life that God will lead you to, that God wants you to have, that is God's desire for you. Will you accept that God isn't trying to destroy you, but loves you and wants to guide you to a wonderful life? Christmas Eve is the best night of the year to make your apology and return to God. Here, surrounded by the beauty, surrounded by the love of God, is the best time to come to God. Take a moment to kneel down wherever you are. Take a moment to bow your head, to let go of all the trouble of this year, all the trouble caused by you and by others. Take a moment to say, God, I'm sorry for all I did that was wrong. I'm sorry for running from you. I'm sorry for trying to ignore you in my life. Please forgive me and take me back as your child. 
Children of God, Jesus died for us before we were born, before we awoke, before we committed our sins. That proves that God loves us. And even if we were the only person in the world who had sinned against God, even if I were the only person in the world who had sinned against God, Jesus would have still gone to that cross. Not for us all, but for each of us, the person beside you. You, me, God loves us so much. If you ask to be forgiven, I, have, I can confidently declare that you, that you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. At supper, during his last night with his disciples, Jesus changed the age-old symbols of the traditional Jewish Passover meal to reflect himself. He took bread, the basic food. Let's take a look here. He took bread, the basic food that all people lived off of. And he said that this bread was Jesus' body that was broken for us. And he took wine, the basic drink of the time, and told us that this was now his blood which was shed for us to take away our crimes and sins against God. We'll use grape juice tonight. Jesus said that as often as we drink this and eat this, we should remember what Jesus has done for us. That he sacrificed himself to pay for all of our crimes against God, the great crimes, the great sins, and the petty crimes and sins, the terrible things we've done and the things that we never did that we should have done. Tonight, we'll remember this sacrifice as we eat and drink the elements. All who seek a good relationship with God are welcome to join in this meal. It doesn't matter what church you attend or whether you attend church. After you eat the bread and drink the grape juice, you may want to come forward to the altar rail to pray for yourself or another. Let us join together in reconciling ourselves to God and to one another, which is the final lesson tonight. Almighty God, I come before you as a sinner. I have committed crimes and sins against you. I have committed crimes and sins against my friends, neighbors, and family. Some have become public knowledge. Some are still private, known only to you and I. 
Some crimes and sins I thought were small. Some crimes and sins I thought were great. But I recognize that all are worthy of your divine punishment. For as Paul wrote, the wages of sin are death. Please forgive me and accept me back into your goodwill that I may live an abundant, eternal life following your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns now and forever and speaks through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Know this, God is faithful and just and forgives all who ask of their sins. So in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are forgiven Glory to God. Amen. Now, if there's one here whom you've offended, offer that person and all those around you the peace of Christ. Give each other a hug or at least a wave and say, the peace of Christ be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you all. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Let us praise His holy name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take ye, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves as praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. <coughs> Heavenly Father, we know that you are with us this evening. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. And on these gifts of bread and wine, make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Amen. Now, will the servers come forward, please?
now with the confidence of the children of God, princes and princesses of the kingdom, let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This is a body of Christ that's broken for you. This is a body of Christ broken for you. This is a body of Christ broken for you. This is a body of Christ broken for you. This is the body of Christ broken for you. This is the body of Christ broken for you. This is the body of Christ broken for you. And this is the body of Christ broken for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. All is prepared. Come to the table of the Lord and taste and see that the Lord is good. Each Sunday throughout Advent, we have lit a candle on our Advent wreath. The wreath is covered with evergreen branches which symbolize everlasting life. And it forms a circle to reflect that God is from everlasting to everlasting, without beginning and without end. The candles remind us of Christ and that he is the light that has come into the world. The purple candles speak of his royalty and that he brings hope and faith and love. The pink candle speaks of the joy that we can know in Christ, and the white candle in the center represents the purity of Christ himself. But we have not lit it yet, for Christ has not come. But tonight the Christ candle is lit, 
to proclaim that Christ has come to Bethlehem. And Christ has come to this community. Christ has come to each of us. And that he is Emmanuel, God with us. And now we're going to share that light. Light your candle, pass it on. You also will shortly need your bulletin. So you might wish to take it up into your free hand. Begin. We will listen to the music and then we'll begin singing when everybody's candle is lit.
know it takes a lot to make this stuff happen. Let me thank you all for being here. Let me thank Annette, our pianist, the singers back here, Brenda and Darla and Vicki and, and uh, Brooks. Let me thank Sandra, our narrator. And folks, most of all, we need to thank Christ for whom this is all about. Let us pray. Holy God, you have sent us your son Jesus, and we have seen that he is good. Give us hope, give us faith, give us joy, give us love. Change and transform us for the better. But most of all, give us boldness to speak the good news about your love to everyone we meet. Amen. Now turn to your neighbor, speak to your neighbor, and join with me in our closing scripture found in our bulletin and up above there on the screen. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee.